We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thank you for joining us today. God never forgets about us. Can we say we never forget about Him? How often do we arise and neglect to say, Thank you, Lord, for another day. Or thank you, Lord, for keeping my family and me safe at the end of the day. He remembers us even when we don't deserve it. Therefore, we must remember the Lord our God every second of every day. As Pastor Rander ministers to us, have your Bible, pen, and paper handy as you will want to take notes. What, what, what's a nice house, three-bedroom, five-bedroom, four-bathrooms, four, uh, and four-car garages, and all these things, and you're on your deathbed? You're about to die. You don't ask anybody, how many restrooms do I have in my house? <laughs> you you want to make your peace with God. You don't ask... You don't worry about getting a car wash or a car waxed. You don't even think about taking your dog to PetSmart. <laughs> Comes your time to die. What matter is being right with God. The word of God gives success. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate Therein, day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then you will have good success. This book gives good success by your abiding in the word and obeying the word you are abiding in. It gives success. From God's perspective, Psalms 1, 3 says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Are you productive? Are you bearing fruit in this season of your life? His leaf also shall not wither. You know, you're not walking around here withered up with your life. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Let me tell you something. When you're walking with the Lord and when you're delighting in his word, and when you're allowing the word of God to build you, to help you, to sure you up, it gives success like nothing else can. Having a beautiful woman don't bring success. That's right. That's right. Having a big job, a big, great big position don't give you success from God's perspective. You know, the fool had a whole lot. That fool in that parable had a whole lot. And uh, he took comfort in his material possessions. And God called him a fool. Because he had all the possessions of this world, but didn't have Jesus. And so what we need to realize is that real success from God's perspective is being in the word, allowing the word of God to sift your life so that you can rise to your God-given potentiality. So these are the things that the word of God 
provides when you meditate on the word of God. Now, let's go to number two. Listen, it is incumbent upon all of us that we remember to keep growing spiritually. Now, it's a whole lot I have to say about this. So hold hold on to your seatbelt, okay? Uh, Remember to keep growing spiritually. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I never saw a baby that didn't want milk. It can be breast milk, infant milk, milk. I mean, they got all these other kind of milks out there now. Uh, but, but every baby wants some milk and you can play with him, play patty cake, play with the hands and kiss him 15 times or her 15 times. They're going to just scream louder and louder because when they want milk, not even a pacifier will do. Nothing is a substitute for milk when that baby wants milk. And let me tell you something, there's no substitute for the word of God. Let me say this. Nothing in this world can quench a thirsty soul or satisfy a hungry soul like the word of God. That's right. Nothing can satisfy a hungry soul. Nothing can quench a a thirsty soul. Have you ever been real thirsty? When you get when you get really thirsty, you don't want Kool-Aid. When you're real thirsty, you don't want water. And if you're a beer drinker, yeah, I wonder about all that. If you're a beer drinker, you... You, you, you don't even want beer. He said, well, you saying beer. Don't look at me. Some of y'all drinking beer. It's football season. Some of y'all drinking more than beer. You're drinking hard liquor. They're talking about Jesus turned water into wine. wine. There's a reason he turned water into wine. That, that, that first miracle in the Bible, he, he was saying, I'm on the scene. I'm God. That, that was an that was a affirmation of his deity. That's right. And a lot of you need to get off the wine and get on the. You got the wrong W. Get off the wine and get on the word. That's right. You won't have these after effects. You know, I can drink some great some some great Kool Aid and put a little Sprite in it and burp, and I'm just as happy. Yes, it happened. I'm invited over to some guys' football game this evening, and uh, man, I know they're gonna have a we're gonna have a good time over there. And it's not gonna be any alcohol. You know, I don't I don't have to have all that. You know, I want listen. This Satan's too busy. The world is too dangerous for me not to be in my right mind. Right. Now, y'all can't say amen. When I'm at H-E-B, they say, hey, Pastor Draper, you're looking all in my basket to see what you can do. <laughs> Pastor, how you doing? <laughs> I see your eyes be rolling. I can't even shop. Nothing in this world can quench a thirsty soul or satisfy a hungry soul like the word of God. Matthew 5, 6 says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Nothing can fill you like the word of God. Nothing can fill you. Nothing can satisfy like the word of God. 
With that being said, I must say this. Saints who are spiritually immature can only receive milk and cannot digest solid food because they are babes in Christ. You can't give a eight-week-old baby steak. You're going to kill it. Kill it. Kill the baby. Male, girl or boy, no teeth. Digestive system has not matured enough. You, 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 they, they'll take you off and take the baby off too. Put you in a nut house and, and put the baby in, in, in foster care somewhere. You can't do that. You kill every child that comes under your care. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. Everybody with the Bible turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. Something big there. I want you to look at it. Y'all hanging with me? 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3. When you find it, say amen. amen. And I, brethren, this is Paul speaking to the church at Corinth, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal as to bathe in Christ. In other words, there are certain things I can't say to you right now because you're not spiritually enough to handle it. Isn't that something? In other words, if I say certain things to you and you're a spiritual baby, you'll choke on it, get mad, get offended, and walk out of here simply because you're so much of a baby that you can't take hard truth. Uh-oh. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Look what it says. Verse 2. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. He said, I couldn't feed you the heavier things, the weightier things. You couldn't handle it, church. He's, he's talking, Paul is talking to Corinth. For until now, he says, even now, you, you, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able after all this time. That's like some people right here. Been in church 40 years and still getting mad at truth. For you are still carnal. You're worldly. For where there are, he said, he said well, how does he know they're worldly and carnal? He's, here it is right here. For where there are envy and strife and division among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? In other words, Paul is challenging the church at Corinth, and he's, he's, he's asking them in so many words, when you going to grow up? When you going to get on solid food? Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 13. Hebrews 5, 12 through 13. Hebrews 5, 12 through 13. Look what it says. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 13. Look what it says. Good to hear all the pages rattling. When you find it, say amen. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. In other words, you got to go back to the ABCs of the faith. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a baby. I wonder how many spiritual babies do we have here at Maranatha? Do you realize you can be 60, 70, and 80 years old, still a spiritual baby? Let me tell you something. There's some profound truths I want to say on these scriptures. Number one, when your own spiritual growth 
when your own spiritual growth becomes a priority, you will seize learning opportunities which cause you to grow spiritually. When your own spiritual growth becomes priority. In other words, is your spiritual growth priority to you? You will seize, say seize, seize. learning opportunities which causes you to grow, to grow. In other words, the word of God is critical for spiritual maturity and helping believers to discern between good and evil. The Word of God tells us to pray without ceasing. Prayer is talking to God. We talk to our family, friends, co-workers, acquaintances, and strangers with ease. Yet so often, we don't take the time to talk with God, our source, for everything. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Prayer does and will sustain us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have it within us. We must always tap into it. So many saints have been blinded by deception because of a deficiency of the word of God in their lives, which leaves them weak and vulnerable and exploited by the enemy. And God doesn't want you to be vulnerable. He doesn't want you to be weak. He doesn't want you exploited by Satan. He wants you strong. He wants you spiritually mature so that you can make an impact in the kingdom of God for the glory of God. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. In other words, you got to grow up. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. In other words, the word of God enhances one's discernment to be able to discriminate and discern and to judge between truth and error, right and wrong. Huh? And so the mature you get in Christ, the more discerning you are as a Christian. God doesn't want you to be stunted in your spiritual growth. And just because someone is young in age, does not necessarily mean they are spiritually immature. You can be 60 years old and a baby. And you can be like this young man right here that's 17 years old that led the worship service and be spiritually mature. See? So it's not based on age. You got some old fools. That's right. That's right. You know? And then just because you're young don't mean you're foolish. Oh, you got a lot of young fools, I must admit. Some, I know a lot of young fools out there. But listen, but just because you're young does not necessarily mean you're a fool. There are some wise young people who mean means business for, for God. You, stop calling our generation the X generation. We're the chosen generation. We're the chosen generation. We're king's kids. We belong to Jesus. I'm going to tell you something else too. God holds you responsible for building yourself up spiritually on your most holy faith. This faith, you saved by God, a holy God who deposited in you salvation through Jesus Christ. Once you place your faith, your hope, your trust in him alone, that's a holy faith. 
And God holds you responsible for building yourself up spiritually on your most holy faith. I love what it says in Jude 20. You said, that's it? Yes, Jude 20. Jude 20 is just Jude 20. It's not Jude chapter 2. It's just Jude. Jude 20 says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. God, God holds you responsible for building yourself up in your most holy faith. You are responsible for building yourself up through the word of God. And there's so much illiteracy biblically uh, in the church today. Let me tell you something. When you're growing and you're serious about the word of God and you're serious about spiritual growth, and you want to see God take you from one level to the next level to the next level in Christ going upward in him. You don't have to beg, pull, struggle, or push saints when they become a serious student of the word of God. Oh, come on to Bible study. Read your Bible. Now you know better. Come on. Wait a minute. You don't have to. You don't have to beg spiritually mature people. You don't have to struggle with spiritual mature saints. You don't have to push them. You don't have to connive them, manipulate them. None of that when they are serious about the word of God. They are, here are the characteristics of those who are on meat and not milk. They are committed. They position themselves to learn. They are on time and not tardy. You, you come to church late, but come to work early. You position themselves to learn. They're on time, not tardy. They use their Bibles. I know you have Bibles in and all these iPhones and all of this stuff. And I, I know it's all it's everywhere in technology, but it's something about bringing your Bible, the book. To church. People need to see you walking uh, to your car with your Bible. Your Bible needs to be in your hand. That's right. Your kid know how to use technology, but do they know how to use the Bible? Matter of fact, when you come to church, you come to church to learn about the what? Bible. My question is, where is your Bible in God's house? If it is priority, why don't you have it? Huh? You didn't forget to bring your cell phone. Huh? And y'all know not to wear Bluetooth in here. Huh? This is, a, this is the church that the word of God built. Why do you need your cell phone in church anyhow? Are you that important? Who are you expecting to hear? I thought you came to hear from God. I had one day, one service out you know, months ago. I said, everybody with a cell phone, raise it up. I'm going to take it out and raise it up. I asked them, but one person raised up two. I said, oh, my goodness. I said, well, how many, pers- how many of you text in church? And, and then all the hands went up about texting in church. It, that is the height of insensitivity when you're going to text secularly while something spiritual is happening right in your midst. Are you so addicted to that stuff that you can't even leave it in the car for just an hour and a half? 
You, you mean to tell me you, you, who you spoke, who you, who you expect to hear? Are you expecting to hear from God or people? Why are you so important? Why do you think you that important? Why do you have such a high view of yourself? You're not that important. Get over yourself. Shut it down so you can hear God. You know, when you're spiritually mature, you're on time and not tardy. You're on time for Sunday school. You're on time for worship services. You're on time for evening worship service. You use your Bibles. You don't make excuses. Hell, I forgot. I forgot. You're not habitually absent. You know, very few Christians can come to church four Sundays in a row. That's right. Look how quiet. Oh, amen lights. (laughs) Nobody said amen now. What's wrong? Are y'all still out there? Why is it so difficult? I mean, you got this Sunday, how many, this month you have how many Sundays? Five? You got first Sunday, second Sunday, third Sunday, fourth Sunday, this is fourth Sunday, then fifth Sunday. You mean tell me, why is it so hard to come five Sundays this month when you can go to work five days in one week? You mean tell me you have a greater allegiance to money than you do God? Where is your priority, folk? The Bible says, why call me Lord and do not the things I say? Are you kidding me? Some of y'all said, I'm not coming back to that church. He's too strong. (laughs) I'm not apologizing for the truth. Because only the truth going to set you free. If it step on your feet, just holler out, amen, and get over it. Oh, God, I just woke up. (laughs) Yeah, you know, making excuses, absent. You know, a a person who is spiritually mature, they are good listeners. You know, they don't want distraction. They don't want anybody whispering. They don't want notes passed. They don't want to get up. They, They take care of their business before they get in the house of God. And they apply what they learn. You take the notes that you're writing and you, 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 you live by it. Growing spiritually mature saints are excited about learning. Uh, you are growing spiritually mature saints are excited about learning the word of God. If you're not excited about learning the word of God, you are a dry, stale saint. And you stink up the place because the word of God can't perfume your life. Oh God, help me preach this message. Growing spiritually mature saints are excited about the word of God. I mean, you can't wait to come. You, you, so, you so in love with the word of God. I can't wait to hear what's going to be said from the book of the Lord today. God has brought me to the worship, to the house of worship, to, to worship him in, in spirit and in truth and to hear the bread of life broken so that I may receive it and live thereby so that I can grow to look more like Jesus. Philippians chapter one, verse nine says, I pray that your love will overflow, overflow more and more 
and that you will keep on growing. I love that. And that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Now, some of y'all, you're not, you've grown to a certain point and you stop and you're not, you're not keeping on growing. You know why? I heard that before. He's saying that again. That ain't for me. Shirley should have been here. <laughs> so you don't grow. You, you see everything that's wrong in the church and never see the word of God in light of your life. Huh? Keep on growing. Don't stop growing. When you stop growing, you get more messy. When you stop growing, you get more foolish. You act more ignorant. You stop growing, you go crazy. When you, when you stop growing, your mouth go off. That's right. When you stop growing, there are repercussions to, to stunted growth. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, study. Say study. study. Stop, young folk, stop taking shortcuts in school. That's why when it's time to take the test, you can't pass it. Study. You didn't go to school to play, even in college. Study. You got to study. You have to burn, burn some oil. Sit there. Cut off the gadgets. Be yourself still and study. And stop trying to do just enough to get by. And then you're crying because you can't pass. Then you want God to bail you out when you didn't even have integrity in your study. God said, why should I help? Oh, God, help me pass the test. God said, well, did you study? He said, why should I help you pass? There are things you can do for yourself, too. Now, now you study, then you pray. And then you and pray while you study it then I'll help your mind to recall. God is real. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God himself will live among his children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Palmverse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.